views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Welcome to this broadcast of New Abolitionist Radio. Today's date is May 1st, 2019. Happy May Day to you. To I saw um, over there in France, they were having some pretty um, intense May Day protests uh, against the French government. You know, a lot of people called yellow vests is turning out to protest some of the austerity measures and whatnot. But uh, today is... May the 1st, again, welcome to New Abolitionist Radio. Uh, tonight, we basically have an open forum for you on, well, I shouldn't say an open forum, but an open panel discussion that includes anyone who wants to call in. They can give us a call at 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. We're going to talk about prisoner voting rights and a whole new avenue that was opened up to me or I was informed about. I had no idea that this was even a thing. I kind of suspected it, but I had no idea that you even had organizations out there working on it. And it's called Prison Gerrymandering. So tonight we'll be talking about prisoner voting rights, which in 2018, during the national prison strikes, that was among the demands made by prisoners was to uh, get their rights to vote back as well as other, um, you know, conditions that they wanted to be met. So that's what we're talking about tonight. It's in the news, of course. You have a, a presidential. We entered into the presidential election cycle. Um, the next vote will be held for president in 2020. Um, not just the president, but it'll be some other uh, seats in Congress in different states that's up as well. But Bernie Sanders... Um, has really been bringing this issue to the forefront. Uh, he's been roundly criticized. Prisoners have been uh, compared to Dylan Roof and the Boston Marathon bomber. And some people don't want to have a serious conversation about whether or not American citizens should be stripped of their voting rights. And, you know, the, when it comes to the prison gerrymandering, 
that is one of the ways that they take power out of the black community. That's how they take resources out. The Latino community, out the Native American community. When they put these people, we know these are the majority of the people that's in prison. Uh, blacks, number one. And you put these people in prison outside of their legislative districts where they live, and then all, and then you count them every ten years in the census, and you apportion political seats based on that on their numbers, as well as resources. And we we really want to bring this to the attention to the new abolitionist movement because in all the years since 2014 that we've been dealing with uh, prison slavery uh, via the 13th Amendment, we have never, never covered this topic. So again, I was just made aware of it in the past few days. So we'll have an open discussion on the issue of U.S. citizens retaining the right to vote even when incarcerated. As I stated, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont uh, Vermont is one of two states, the other being Maine, which are predominantly white states, and they allow prisoners to vote from behind bars. But this has opened up the door to a much-needed national conversation on the issue. Now, um, just to remind our listening, listeners, as I stated earlier, voting was among the demands made by prisoners in 2018 during the national prison strike. So, you know, I it's not unexpected it is not surprising but nobody cares what the prisoners think themselves obviously uh with bernie sanders being the only one who says that he's absolutely for their right to vote um so whether you are for or against prisoners voting we want everyone to participate in this discussion on this important issue uh, before it gets buried by the corporate media. And again, the U.S. Census is right around the corner. Every 10 years, 2020, they'll be counting prisoners again and apportioning political power to certain communities as well as resources from the federal government to communities that those prisoners don't live in. So this, this is something that's flown under the radar for far too long. Now, we hope to be joined tonight by guest speaker Roy Fleming. He's an attorney and an activist advocating for progressive policies in the criminal justice system, and I consider him an expert on related legal issues. Um, hopefully, he'll be joining us uh, tonight. Uh, I will check the board again. I know we have Tazon and Mother Khadijah with us, but uh, New Abolitionist Radio is a collaborative effort between the nonprofit organizations Prison Streets Talk Ministries and the Black Talk Media Project. Again, uh, our panel, our permanent panel includes Taysan McCullum, Mother Khadijah, Maxwell Melvins, and of course, um, me, Scotty. Uh, I'm a part of this. So we broadcast every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So let me go to um, our board because we know we don't have a lot of time. Our hour goes by so fast, I tell you, but let me go to Mother Khadijah and Tyson first before I check the other numbers. Uh, greetings to you both. Good evening. Good evening, Good evening Mr. Reed. And, um, my condolences to you and the family for your personal situation that's going on. So, oh, you know, thank you. Right to, um, say that as, as first of all, but um, you know, all is well, and it's a beautiful topic that we all talking about today. I have um, some very, some very good um insight and some things that I would like to share about these topics so I'll follow your lead 
All right. Well, we certainly want to hear from you, but I appreciate the condolences from everyone. Um, for those who may not know, um, um, my aunt, it was my mother's youngest sister, uh, passed away on Monday. Uh, she had a heart attack, went into the hospital, had an operation, came out the hospital. Two days Hello? later, two days later, she Hello? passed away. Um, eight five six. Does that sound? That sound like Maxwell Melvin's? Do we yeah, have you? I've sir? been on here the whole time, and something's wrong with the line or something. I've been trying to make contact with you, but I'm here. I'm online. Just wanted you to know I'm online. Okay, well, well, I see you there. So, yeah, thank you All for right. the condolences from everyone. Um, it won't affect this week's programming. Um, uh, the funeral's Monday. Got to travel to Detroit. Um, so I should be yeah. back in time for the next broadcast of New Abolitionist Radio. But thank well, you my, again. My deepest sentiments and condolences go out to you, family and friends, for your loss. And I just wanted to say that for a moment. Thank you. And she was an abolitionist. Her name was Drusilla Abo. That was her married name, but I always knew her as Annie Drew. And when she would visit us from Detroit, she's from down here. This is her home, but she had moved to Detroit. And when she would visit us, because my mom don't allow smoking in the house, uh, I would see her out on the porch and we'll just talk for about an hour or two and I will be talking to her about the issues we talk about on New Abolitionist Radio. And she was in solidarity with us and did, um, you know, declare that 13th Amendment did not abolish slavery. You're right, Scotty, she would tell me. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just terrible. So uh, may she rest in power. Um, I will see her again on the other side, as we will exactly. a lot of our friends Absolutely. and family. So, Absolutely. so um, you know, uh, let's jump right in here. Let me check the other board. Um, I don't see Rory on the board. I told him to give us a call a couple of minutes to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, yeah. you know, we know things happen and the show must go on. And we're knowledgeable enough, and we got people on here with enough experience that we should be able to have uh impactful discussion on prisoner voting rights as well as prison gerrymandering. Always. Always, right. Always. So let's kick it off with a couple of sound bites. And I do have a couple of sound bites that I'll play. Uh, I want to play right off the top this sound bite from Bernie Sanders after he was criticized for saying every American citizen should have the right to vote even if they are in jail. So he's not backing yeah. down off of that. Uh, Cory Booker weighed in today. I, I got a clip from Cory Booker uh, in yeah. New Jersey. And uh, let me yeah. see, Kamala Harris... Uh, has made pretty much a lot of people have come out. Even Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard running for president, yeah. she gave a ridiculous answer. And we'll get into all that. So I got a couple of clips, but let's start with Bernie Sanders making his comments, and then we will hear from uh, uh, Brother Tyson. He said he, you know, got some thoughts and insights on this issue of prisoner voting rights, as well as um, prison gerrymandering, which is related to the census that's coming up then we'll hear from mother khadijah and then get maxwell's thoughts but this was bernie sanders at a recent rally so let's go ahead and cue that up and um people can hear what he said for themselves you know the other day i was roundly criticized for saying something that i think is common sense and i think that every american citizen because of their citizenship, should have the right to vote, even if they're in jail. 
I think the right to vote, the right to vote is what being an American citizen is about. And if you commit a terrible crime, you're going to pay the price. But that does not mean that your right to participate in our democracy is taken away from you. And I was roundly criticized by this, but you know what? Once you begin taking away somebody's right to vote, you're moving down a slippery slope. You committed a crime, you can't vote. You're poor, you can't vote. Remember a hundred years ago, women in America didn't have the right to vote. Remember 70 years ago, our African-American brothers and sisters had to put their lives on the line to get the right to vote. Remember the poll taxes all across this country denying poor people the right to vote. And what we are seeing now, and make no mistake about it, this is what Trump is about, and this is what Republican cowardly governors all over America are about. You see, these guys don't have the guts to run on their principles. They don't go before the American people and say, hey, I'm a proud Republican. I'm going to cut your Social Security. I'm going to cut your Medicare. I'm going to cut Medicaid, and I'm going to give tax breaks to billionaires. That is not an ad you're going to see on TV. But what they will do, whether it is in Florida right now, people in Florida voted by over 60% to allow felons, people who served their time, to vote. And the Florida legislature is trying to rescind what the people did. I came from New Hampshire the other day. They are working overtime to make it harder for young people to vote. In the state of Georgia, an election was stolen because people did not have the right to vote and they were denied access to the polling place. So what we believe, unlike our Republican friends, we are not afraid of our ideas. We think that people support our agenda. We don't have to. We don't have to suppress the vote. In fact, we want more people to participate in the political process. All right, so that was Bernie Sanders. Um, you know, I've been, yeah. guys, I've been paying attention to presidential races and politics since Reagan was in there. Um, mm -hmm. this was 87 when I first joined the military and I heard them talking about sending, you know, the American troops off to fight war. And I was like, Hey, I'm in the military. I better pay attention to what these people is talking about. And so I have never since the eighties ever heard a pres a person running for prisoner, a president talk about giving the right to vote, not just to felons, people who have served their time but to people who are in prison. Let's go to Taysan first. Taysan, your thoughts. Um, my thoughts my thoughts on the whole situation is like I'm I'm gonna put it like this. See, you know, it, it goes back and it goes deeper than that. Just like they haven't abolished the thirteenth Amendment or they came up with a new way of slavery, giving us well, taking our voice away to be able to vote was another form of slavery as well because it controls the mass population because majority 
of the people that are incarcerated or or on parole or, or black people. That's true. So it keep it keep black people from being able to vote, which allows, you know, which they try to even the balance out to where is that, you know, that a, that a Caucasian is able to vote or, or, or have you not, you know what I mean? So it, it kind of is like, it, it, it's basically all still a plot to prevent us from being able to vote because mm-hmm. majority of the people who are incarcerated are, are African-Americans. So, mm-hmm. you know, this, that's just another form of, um, of, of the 13th Amendment. You know Oppression, it's slavery. It's another form of slavery. Yes. It's, you know, it's always been, the thing with them is always creating the idea to keep us from having a voice. Yes. That's, so that's, that's just, the, just the, the main the main part of, of things. But, like, this this man who's running for president, man, and, you know, when it, when it comes to politics, I'm very skeptical about politics. And the reason why I say that, he has a good point. But is he truly sincere about what he speaks, man? And the only time I tell is if he actually get in office and actually do what it is he's going to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, politicians, they promise us a lot over the years, man. Through decades and decades, they promise this. You know, some people pick up a sales pitch so they can get the votes or to get a certain... a certain Yeah, that, that's true. Vote. So, so, you know, like... I, I look at things for what it is. I live life on life on terms, man, and I don't let nothing. I don't let nothing cloud my judgment or my character. See, the proof is in the pudding, man. We could talk about all this stuff, but if they ain't actually doing it, man, it's just another self thing. Well, in his home state of Vermont, they do allow prisoners to vote. Vermont and Maine are the only two states in the United States that allow prisoners to vote. But I hear you though, and and plenty of people get turned off from politics or voting altogether because politicians make promises they don't keep. Donald Trump said he wasn't going to get us into all these foreign wars that we keep seeing president after president. What does he do? He continues the wars and he's starting a new one in Venezuela. He said a lot of things. So you're right. You're right. So, you know, we got to hold all of them accountable. But as I was saying earlier, um, Mother Khadijah, I was saying earlier, I never heard any politician push the right to vote for prisoners. This has got to be a first, which I think think is is, good news. It is a first, Scotty. (laughs) I was like, does he know what he was saying? But he really believes that. And, you know, I was looking up a case back in the 50s. I think it was 1958, Trump versus Dulles. In the Supreme Court case, the court ruled that it was unconstitutional to revoke citizenship as a punishment for crime. And with that said, um, basically, Justice Earl Warren wrote, Citizenship is not a right that expires upon misbehavior. And if you think about that, he's right. Yeah. Prisoners are still citizens. Right. And they still pay taxes. They still do everything else that everybody else votes do. So why can they not vote? Can you cite that case again? Can you cite that case again for us so we can, you know, write it down and look it up later? That I'm glad you did that research. Because when you think about it, like voting, that's, that's a major benefit of citizens. Other non-citizens don't get this right. So when they like, you know, tying it back to the 13th Amendment and slavery, like Tyson was saying, when they strip you of your vote and they strip you of all your citizenship rights, you know, then they've stripped you down to a slave. 
which the 13th exactly. Amendment says they are. So can you cite that case again? Yes, the full case name is Albert L. Trop versus John Forrest Dulles. So it's Trop, T-R-O-P versus Dulles, D-U-L-L-E-S. And the site number is 356 U.S. 86. And it was in 1958. So this has been many years ago that the Supreme Court decided, no, you can't do this. Now, why does it take from there to, what, 2019? It brought up, like, like why all these years have gone by and still an issue. So if you can look up Trump versus Dulles, it will go into more depth as far as um, the unconstitutional of taking away someone's citizenship, basically, for punishment for crime. Okay. Um, Maxwell, Maxwell, what, yes, what are your yes, thoughts? Yes, I'm here. What are your thoughts, thoughts on what you heard from, my, from us? My thoughts on it is that what uh, Bernie Sanders is doing, it's nothing new, but he is the first as a president candidate is the first to do that. But he is not the first to bring that to the forefront. Okay. And prisoners should have a right. Uh, as we just know that New Jersey has tried to implement it right now. And it's still in on it legislative and everything right now. And a lot of people right now are running on the platform of, dealing with this, this the 13th amendment and uh, uh incarceration mass incarceration a lot of politicians are because what they have discovered these people that are sitting in these places look the census bureau count them on things right yes aren't they considered to find that yes right? they're another counted thing. another thing they're good enough to pay taxes right right when you get a prison job now you can you can so you why, and tyson so can tell me they good enough why aren't they good enough to vote? They're good enough to pay their taxes. The Census Bureau used them as far as getting funding in different geographical areas throughout mm-hmm. the country. Yep. So then why can't they have a right to do that? But you expect them to be taxpaying citizens. It's re-entering society and returning society. Mm-hmm. So why exclude them from there? And it has a lot to do with politicians and it's political and it's another form of slavery as yes florida did just pass that and restoring all rights to all prisoners but guess what well that's former prisoners don't match well uh, no but no listen to me what did florida just do florida just passed it a law that the prisoners will be restored their voting rights but they put up collateral consequences that are blocking them their fines and all this has to be paid now. Right, right. Now that's also, dealing. That's dealing, Maxwell. If I may, that's dealing with people who've been in prison and finished their parole. But he's talking no, no, about no, 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 no. It's not. No, it's not. In, in it's Florida, not. in Florida, it is. No, I'm saying in general, in general, in the other states, it's not dealing with that. If you really do some research on it, it's not just dealing with the former. It's dealing with like what you said. He said all, even while being incarcerated, mm-hmm. while incarcerated, you should have that right. Do mm-hmm. some research on it, but we're not going to debate that. But I'm just telling you from my understanding of it. No, I'm just talking about that, Florida specifically. The uh, bill that well, bro, passed. Well, well uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is the first that has brought this to the attention and he uses it as a platform. It's a great thing that he's doing. I think it's a very beautiful thing as a president. And mm-hmm. as the candidate for the president, he is the first. I will say that. And I admire that. But 
they make a lot of statements and things, and as we said, people make a lot of promises. And the most important thing, you have to be held accountable. And I want to say this also, as President Lyndon Johnson said, and our own former president, Barack Obama, said, we say all these things and do all these things, but we can't do them unless you make us do them. And mm -hmm. what they meant by that, the people, once the people say, yeah, we want this and want that, the people have to stand behind President, former President Barack Obama. If Bernie Sanders come president, people have to stand by him. They have to force his hand to do that because despite what his promises are, unless the people come through him and the people that's before Congress and all those people when it's passed for the legislators, those people have to continue that very fight in order to get it passed. Right, in Congress. That's what he would like to do. He's saying, I cannot do anything. My hands are tied unless y'all force me to do it. Well, Bernie Sanders said had a different take, um, mm -hmm. and I remember uh, Barack Obama said make him do some stuff, and we tried to make, make him do some it. stuff, but he didn't do it. He said if you want cannabis legalized, pass a bill through Congress. So, but Bernie Sanders said um, he said that a president can't do it alone. He need everybody, everybody That's to help right. him, and that. And so, when we talk about the details of that, remember we had the brother on who's on the county board in Mecklenburg County that um, um, yes. Mother Khadija hooked us up with. Uh, now, yes, I know what you're talking about. And, and we discussed it. He, we discussed it during that the, show. He came to the forefront because he said he felt his position instead of he's making all this stuff happen. Behind the scenes. For these things to happen, he needs to come to the forefront right. to incorporate these things and to implement these things instead of playing the field and promoting other people. Right. I wanted a bigger impact is what he said. So he needed to come to the forefront in order to make that happen. And he I also know. said he need the citizens to get behind exactly. him when he's pushing exactly. legislation or he's trying to get this passed or that passed exactly. because that's how that's government works. So we that's have to continue to do our part. Right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right. Same thing I'm saying. Unless the people come and support that, it's not going to happen. I don't care who is the president of the United States. I don't care who is what in what position. If the people don't come by and force their hand, they will not be held accountable. Now, I'm going to use an example. Our last show, or the show before this, we was talking about what the New Jersey governor had said about implementing these two uh, juvenile centers in the uh, North area. Yeah. Guess what happened? It's well, not going to happen. Not in North. And the people came up and made that change that fast. He promised it will not happen in North New Jersey. They will not be building those places in North now, those youth centers. Yeah, youth then, detention centers. Yeah, they will not be happening now. You know why? Because the people, mm -hmm. not the government... The people step to the fore, so that's done as far as in North New Jersey. Now, what is happening in another uh, part of southern New Jersey or whatever? The people again has to rise. But I'm just using that as a form of an example. But okay. Moving forward. Moving forward. Yes. Okay. So, now, you know, let me share a couple of uh, comments from some of the other presidential candidates because again you know and and maxwell and everybody else seems to agree this is the first time the issue of prisoners voting rights who are american citizens the prisoners in prison as well as those who are already out 
um, but getting their right to vote. This is the first time that presidential candidates have been asked about it. So I'm, I don't have a clip for Pete Buttigieg or however you say his name, the mayor from Indiana, um, but he immediately started uh, repeating the same talking points that you're about to hear from a couple of these politicians. So Vice President Mike Pence said, the same people who want to restrict the right to keep and bear arms of law-abiding citizens believe the Boston Marathon bomber should be given the right to vote on death row. Well, I've got news for you at Bernie Sanders, not on our watch. Then you had, now he, that, I expect that from a Republican, from a, a lock em up law and order type like uh, Mike Pence. But Cory Booker, this is what Cory Booker had to say. Um, let me put, cue this up. This is what he had to say. He was on PBS um, earlier today, and I made this clip. So this is what he said when he was asked about prisoners voting. Pay attention to the words that he's saying, because politicians try to use sweet words on you, and you really have to you know, pay attention to what they're really saying. So this is... Cory Booker, who's also running for president for the Democrats. For all plan you favor, you've long worked on justice, uh, uh, criminal justice issues. You want to give convicted felons the right to vote. As I'm sure you know, Senator Sanders has said they should not only have the right to vote when they're released from prison, they should have that right while they're incarcerated. Do you agree with him? I, I just think that that is a frustrating uh, debate that we seem to now be having. As a guy who lives in an inner city black community, and knows that there are millions of Americans that are being arrested and convicted and should never be there in the first, and not only lose their right to vote, but they lose their liberty. Let's get this conversation back to where it is right now. Our prison population in this country has gone up 500 percent since 1980 alone. We locked up more people for marijuana in 2017 than all the violent crimes combined. And so here we have a nation that takes away people's liberty and their right to vote for doing things that two of the last three presidents admitted to doing. So if Bernie Sanders wants to get into a bomb in the conversation about whether Dylan Roof and the marathon bomber should have the right to vote, my focus is liberating black and brown people and low-income people from prison because we have a system in America, as Brian Stevenson says, it treats you better if you're rich and guilty than if you're poor and innocent. My focus is tearing down the system of mass incarceration so that we don't even have to have the debate about people's voting rights because they're not going to prison in the first place. People that don't belong there are there, and I'm going to stop that as president. Well, Cory Booker. okay, so that was Cory Booker, and I'm going to go around uh, the table, but here are my initial uh, thoughts on that. Here are my initial thoughts on that. Yeah. First of all, you said there's millions of people that's in there that shouldn't even be in there. And you said that you're taking away their liberty, making them a slave, and taking away their right to vote, which is, you know, part of citizenship. So you know that they are in there unjustly because of an unjust criminal justice system, but why do you want to stop short of giving them their right to vote if you know the majority of the people is in there unjustly. Why continue to go along with the punishment, Mr. Cory Booker? Don't act like you're really down for these prisoners that's in there and, and like, and, and we know that they not finna open up the prison doors tomorrow and let everybody out that's in there for nonviolent victimless crimes or in there cause they got railroaded and set up. They not about to do that. This could be a long process, but what could help us in that process to, to eliminate the laws that make slavery possible is to allow the victims of this system to vote. 
that will those, those are my thoughts. I, I think he just passing the buck. He don't have the courage as he talked about the uh we need uh in the earlier comments he made that I didn't play, he said, We need to care about people. We need to have uh the courage of empathy. We need to be courageous, but he isn't courageous and having empathy for these millions of people that he said he know ain't supposed to be there. Oh, that's all good and well. You trying to get them out, dog. But what about the relief they need now? It still don't make it right to strip them of their rights to votes. Um, panel, y'all thoughts? Um, I, I got something to say, Scotty. Hey, I have a long, bad history with um Mr. Booker. You know, I'm from North New Jersey, and he didn't care about nobody who was incarcerated. And this is coming from firsthand. I actually went to the hole for, for a situation that occurred due to how, you know, the community felt about him. So I, I can't get into detail with you. I'll talk to you later about it, Scotty. But, man, he he's he's a house man. And it's... it's He's, he 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 has a chain on him. He doesn't have the free will to be able to do what it is that needs to be done. He he's one of the ones that you know go with the flow. You know, so he's 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 not actually trying to do nothing, man. This man, you know, he he thinks because he stayed in the hood in North New Jersey, and you know, he's fake like he's trying to clean up the community and help the community, but um. In all reality, he actually has he has somewhat of a grudge with 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 people who are incarcerated, gang members, all types of things. Like it's like he's he's not going to do nothing to to restore the voice to people who has who have um committed crimes or who are going through things like that now because you know he hasn't helped with, with nothing in North Forest. Being able to, to get people and who are in gangs off the street or provide services, man, like, man, like he's just full of it, man. So you know, I ain't, I, I ain't really too thrilled, and I and I'm not surprised about what him, what he's saying about not, not allowing people or people shouldn't vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is just the type of man he is, man. Yeah. So, I didn't. I didn't you know, appreciate this is, this him trying to. I I ain't appreciate him trying to pull out his hood card either. Look, I'm black. I'm black, and I, you know, and so yeah, I don't think I, they should vote. Dog, you don't speak for what black people. Don't act like you do. Nah, he's full of it. I'm telling you, he he. This is what he is. He is the face. This this. Uh, you remember that old that old TV show that used to come on when 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 the white man used to paint his face black. Uh, Amos and Andy, Amos and Andy. Yeah. Okay. That's what he is. Okay. He's, Minstrel he's, he's show. He's a painted face. Let's put it like that. He's a painted face. <laughs> yes. Now, Maxwell, you, you know, lived every, in New Jersey as well, and and you know, yes, does, I am. Exactly. Does, does Corey, Corey Booker, Booker uh, represent your views on it? Uh, well, let me say this, right? Just from my personal experience, and Corey Booker, he talks a good one. He can make things happen. And as Brother Faison has said, you know, I'm not, I'm going to go without all the uh, extra innuendos in the thing because we also were talking on the show. That's his personal opinion. I understand that. Cory Booker grew up in a different environment as all of us. You know, yeah, he might, yeah, I'm from the hood and all that, but he grew up in a total, totally opposite from all of us. 
uh, uh, Ivy League school, all them different types of thing. And he want to play the hood card when it's when it's the right time. He he want to play the hood card. But Cory Booker has some very harsh views and everything. He's uh, on the thing as far as this uh, criminal justice and mass incarceration thing. As you know, he has uh, political aspirations and things and all that. And is he genuine about it? I I would say I don't believe that he is personally. I don't think he's genuine about his views and things. He has a whole now what I've learned to do in life now, I don't judge by what people say no more. I go what people show me by their actions. Mm-hmm. As even people should go by my actions or what I do, not my words, but by my actions. So that's something that I just recently started to take up more. Mm-hmm. Watch people sometimes. Sit back. You don't say nothing. You let people be people. Don't try to change them. Let them be themselves. And you'll learn a lot mm-hmm. about who they are and what they are and what they mean to you and what you mean to them. Now, and Corey Booker is talking a lot of mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know. Now again, I welcome any efforts yeah. in getting people out of prison and preventing people from going mm-hmm. into prison. Exactly. If that's yeah. as far as he's willing to go. I'll take I'll take that. Beautiful. That's great that he's helping you those things. That's great. But but, but all you're helping to do. But like y'all just said though, uh, yeah, uh, action action yeah. speaks louder than words. So he's saying yeah. all these things, but you know, has there really been any kind? We had yeah. we got the first step at, but like many yeah. have said, that was just the first uh-huh. step. So I'm waiting to see remember, what the second step gonna be. But remember, James Brown did a song. James Brown did a song talking loud and saying nothing. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> he uh, showed that's did. What I'm gonna say. Well, talking here here here's another twist now. Y'all guys might get a kick out of this one. This yeah. is Tulsi Gabbard, who's also running for president on the Democratic t- ticket. She's one of the nominees. And she gave a rather bizarre answer as to why prisoners should not vote. So this is... politics at one time in my life. I'm sorry? That was my line of work, politics. Okay. Let's hear from Tulsi Gabbard. And hear what she said. Pay attention to what she's saying or why she don't think prisoners should vote. Another uh, familiar and popular face um, in in this race, of course, gentleman we were just talking about, Bernie Sanders. Um, You endorsed him during the last during the last presidential run back in 2016. You actually uh, left your post at the DNC to endorse him. Um, what, what's different this time around? In, in, because based on, on what I've heard and read, um, you and Senator Sanders are very similar in terms of your politics. Yeah, well, I made my decision to to run for this seat uh, long before Bernie uh, had made his announcement, and I did so for some some very important reasons. You know, back in January of last year, there was a huge wake up call in this country, and especially in my home state of Hawaii. When we got a text alert that went across over a million phones in our state, I'm sure you remember this, you guys reported on this, it said, missile incoming, seek shelter immediately, this is not a drill. That was a terrifying incident causing uh, families and, and loved ones to wonder where could they go for shelter, where could they be safe from a nuclear missile coming towards Hawaii. Uh, there was a father who, who contacted 
that I have of both serving as a soldier as well as serving in Congress for over six years on these armed services and foreign affairs committees to work to bring about an end to this new Cold War and nuclear arms race. Some of the states make changes now to allow people, uh, felons and others who have served their time, to, to regain their right to vote. But one thing that we've got to look at as, as folks are uh, incarcerated or serving their time uh, is the dangers of uh, power being abused, whether it be by prison guards or wardens or others, to try to influence uh, or, or direct the votes of those who are in prison uh, one way or another. So I think it's, I think it's important for how us to focus I, I on I, I, I making sure that... I don't understand that. Help me understand how that how that's a, how that could be a thing. Well, you've you've got people who are in in positions of incredible power, uh, telling people when they can eat, when they can go to the bathroom, when they can go outside, when they can do this or that. Access, taking away access, giving them access to to certain things uh, when they're in prison, and with that power comes room for abuse. So if you're saying, okay, it's voting day today, and and you allow for that that power to be abused to say this is the way you're going to vote. I don't think that's right. So you're you're opposed to restoring uh, the, the 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 voting rights of folks who are incarcerated, uh, in part mm -hmm. because of concerns over correctional officers, corrections officers mm -hmm. using that mm -hmm. as a tool. So yeah, mm -hmm. so yeah. she's saying exactly. that the warden's exactly. going to tell you how to vote. He's going to tell you how to fill out your absentee ballot because they wouldn't take voting machines in there. They'll just simply give you an absentee ballot. You fill it out, you seal it, and it goes in the mail to the election board exactly. to be counted. Exactly. So what, what uh, Mother Khadijah, we haven't heard from you from in, in, a, in a minute. What are your thoughts on her excuse that, oh, we can't let them vote because the warden and the, and the guards might tell them how to vote, and if they don't vote that way, they might get beat up or abused, put in solitary oh, confinement. That can, that can happen, Brother Scotty. That can happen. I see that. that it's already happen. happening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she ain't lying. It can happen, but that shouldn't be a reason they shouldn't be allowed. Mother Khadijah, you there? If you think about it, Scotty, the control that people have that they want. They want to always, you know, you know, abuse their power and, and, and make us slaves and, and just keep that control over us. Because imagine if prisoners could exercise their votes to right. Would that not improve the prison system since they know what they need? They're the ones right. abused. Right. So wouldn't they want to say, hey, we want to vote for this. We want to make sure that we have edible food. We want to make sure our medical treatment, that we're getting fair medical treatment. There's laws to protect everything that we have issues with. Why can't we have a say of what goes on in our house? This is their house. Prison you're right. They live. You're, you're so, right, Sister I want to add something, but they're all brothers in there, despite what the officers will do or whatever, will put their life on the line. They say, you're not going to tell me what we're going to do. And there are other brothers in there that will encourage other brothers. F what they said, we going to do this. Right. They might do it at a high price, but they're all brothers that are in the struggle and liberated that will say, the hell with what y'all saying, this is what we going to do. They may be shipped out, they may be beaten, but they will make their mark. 
Well, we've seen that, right. and, and we've seen that. And, you know, the prisoners exactly. had a strike, the last strike. It was a nationwide yes, strike in 2018. Yeah. And among the list of demands, the prisoners yeah. said, we want our right to vote. We want to participate exactly. in the election. And they got put in, some of them got put in the hole. Some yeah. of them got punished. And, and but like to your point, they they knew these things was going to happen to them, yeah. but they stood up anyway. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't took some behind whoopings in there for standing up for the rights of my former brothers and other prisoners there. I didn't took some butt whoopings several times in there of something. And mm-hmm. if I believed I was right, I was willing to die for it. They could have had a pistol in my face and said, I will kill you. You open your mouth again. I would say, pull it. Mm-hmm. You just get to a point and you're tired of being walked on. Your face fit in and them beating you down. That you say, what What else have I got to lose? What are they mm-hmm. going to do to me? The most they can do to me is kill me. Mm-hmm. You can do it. And, and, and you know what, Maxwell? And this goes to Cory yeah. Booker and to Tulsi. Y'all talking about people in prison that shouldn't be there. She's talking about, well, I'm concerned about the guards abusing them. Well, you should be concerned about that now and not just because they, you know, people talking about them having voting rights. People are being murdered by guards in prison. You know, Sister Khadijah, and I was just talking to a family member the other day about the prison food is killing them, you know? And and so, like y'all said, though, they want to be able to vote for a candidate that's going to represent their issues and what have you, and they don't want that. That, that, That's the whole purpose of voting, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, prison prison food, to be honest, I'll start Right, the prison food is killing us, man. Especially with high sodium, man. It, you know, it was due to that um spicy food when I was incarcerated in um Trenton State Prison. It had gave me um um uh, um a stomach a stomach disease, which was um was caused through the spicy food and the diet that they sound had. like an ulcer. And it, yeah, something like that. But it's, I think it's called H. Pylor. Mm-hmm. And um. And it is 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 which was all my acid was was coming up because the diet they had me on, and then they didn't give me the proper diet, which I was supposed to have a no tomato. And instead of putting me on, they say they don't do that. You know what I mean? They wouldn't they wouldn't change my diet, but you know, getting these medications to try to you know deal with the acid reflex and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah. um, yeah, the diet is, is is really horrible, man. In Prince State Prison, man, because you, but you know what most you know what the public would say, and most people would say. They out of prison. That would be the yeah, answer. but that doesn't give a right. I know. for them. No, right. you're right. You're right. But I'm you know, saying that was a lot. You know, that's that's that what was a lot say. of their response. But, but their you know what? Though. You know what I tell them? Then yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and, and due to due to the circumstances, everybody's lifestyle is different. Everybody's life yes, is different. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But not. Exactly. But, but what's the public gonna say to people who are wrongfully convicted? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. So they, they so it's, it's a catch twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they so, don't you know, people. But that's that's the whole point with people today. Yeah. They don't have yeah. the right to judge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only only nope. only the higher creator can judge us. Ab- but people, absolutely. But, but people are more focused on on judging. Yeah. The person is actually changing and wanting the same but, thing. But that's our but people. that's our job. Yeah. That's our job in the media is to have these conversations yeah. and change the narrative. Yeah. That's Max, that's you know what, what you I went learned? to do at Harvard and using hip hop. Is to become yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sorry, but one of the things I learned in life 
and I'm glad that I did to become non-judgmental. That's a great feeling. To be non-judgmental, I'm learning that more and more and every day. I can't be judgmental. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, we, we, have, uh, we have about 11 or 12 minutes left, and I want to really touch right. this. Because this is to a topic. This is a topic that has I have not ever seen on mainstream corporate news. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it on social media, but I'm glad yeah. I came across it. And that's prison gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. I want to bring everybody's attention to the website yeah. prisoners. I want to know because I had no clue when you hit me with that one. I had no clue. And I'm glad I want to hear that because I had no clue about Scott. It's new to me, too. Okay, let me go over some of... I want people to visit prisonersofthecensus.org. Remember, the census every 10 years is very important. It determines political power. It determines resources going to communities. So... This is what the Prison Policy Initiative says. Again, the website is Mm -hmm. prisonersofthecensus.org. There are many ways to hijack political power. One of them is to draw state or city legislative districts around large prisons and pretend that the inmates are legitimate constituents. Mm -hmm. This comes from their Mm -hmm. frequently asked question. It says, I don't know anything about prison gerrymandering. Where do I start? They have a resource on the site. Um, It says, does the census count incarcerated people as if they are residents of the towns where they are incarcerated? Yes. And I just said this to you earlier, but give me that site. Repeat that site again, Brother Scotty. Does the census count incarcerated people as if they were residents of the towns where they are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. The answer mm-hmm. is yes. Um, mm-hmm. h- how does the census count incarcerated people? Mm-hmm. The census sends forms to every American household. Um, yeah. Let me open this up. With the question, how many people were living mm-hmm. or staying in this a house, apartment, or mobile home? Yeah. The form instructs mm-hmm. respondents to exclude certain residents, including household members incarcerated in correctional mm-hmm. facilities. To count incarcerated people, census takers visit prisons and, dis- yeah. and distribute forms or collect the necessary data from administrators. Regardless mm-hmm. of how their forms are filled out, the census assigns mm-hmm. incarcerated people to the address of the prison so again how does this how does this impact you and me where does that funding go to to the the town town, to the city to the county that the prison is in not where they're where they live where they were taken from or where their family lives this is still in political power this is still in economic resources and it's Mm -hmm. been under the radar for far too long yeah Mm-hmm. Exactly, Brother Scotty. And I want you to repeat that. Repeat the site you said that we can get that information from again. It's prisoners. It's again. The site. Uh-huh. Prisoners right. of mm-hmm. the census dot org. Of the what? Prisoners of the census dot org. All right, I got it. Thank you. Yes. Now I reached out but to the president. Scotty, that has always played a role. Especially in these upstate little hick towns, mm-hmm. you know the whole economy in some of these hick towns, upstate New York, southern New Jersey, the whole economy is based off of 
the mass incarceration or the incarceration population that's in their particular county. And the political power. No form of income coming in these uh, far out destinations. Like most of New York prisoners are way upstate out in the mountains where most of your hick people are, rednecks and all that. They would have no form of economy coming into that town if it were not for the people that were incarcerated in that county or in that geographical location. Let me share this information. They have a graph, and I actually posted this graph on our promo for tonight's show. But it has a, it has a color-coded map of the United States. And mm. if it's in red, California is in red. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what this other state is. It says state laws prohibit prison gerrymandering. So California, mm-hmm. uh, Vermont, and Maine, of course, because mm-hmm. they allow prisoners to vote, um, but yeah. uh, only a few other states have outlawed prison gerrymandering. But most yeah. of the states, North Carolina, South Carolina, that looks mm-hmm. that looks like Virginia, um, yeah. all of the Midwest. Georgia looks like Georgia. Uh, that might be New, New Mexico. But what I'm mm-hmm. so when you look at this map, you'll know where prisoners are being counted, but they're not being counted for the districts that they lived in, where they lived before yeah. they were arrested, or where their family members still. They're counted exactly. in these places where the prisons are, and so that's again the human trafficking aspect. That's why they ship yep. prisoners around. And I'm gonna go around, yeah. go around, and let everybody get their final thoughts on this issue. Yeah, it's a much bigger picture, brother Scotty, than we can actually expose tonight. It's a big picture, bro. It's deep, bro. It's deep. It's so much behind all that, bro. And the public is starting to finally know what's behind it, regardless what people' problems are, or why they go to prison, or things happen for whatever uh, personal uh, issue they have, or whatever. All these are starting to come to the forefront. The whole scheme behind this whole prison and slavery thing of this new form of Jim Crow that's being implemented upon our people mm-hmm. is coming to the light. Yes, and it it's is. going to shatter a lot of things. That's why all the politicians are involved right now and they're running scared right now. The only way a lot of them can go right now, we have to jump on board of this, man. The people waking up. Yes, sir. We're going to have to go to this side. And that's that's what it all is about. This politics, a lot of them do. Some of them actually care. Some of them, a few of them may. But the actuality, they don't give a shit, man. If they can get some votes for it, they'll tell you anything, you know? Yeah, Uh, but I I happen to think that Sanders is sincere on this because he's the only one who's saying it. He's the only one. But guess what? Guess what? An organization that I work with here in New Jersey, the People's uh, uh, Progress Organization in in North New Jersey, my former uh, brother and comrade is running his campaign in New Jersey. Brother by the name of Larry Ham was chosen to run his campaign. Now, this brother Larry Ham, look him up. He I know who he is. The People's Organization, Progress Organization of North, is his campaign in New Jersey. And this dude ain't no joke. So if Larry Ham's behind him, there's no joke. All right? Okay. So I to take that. I, I work with the People's Progress Organization. I stood out on many protests when I was up in northern New Jersey about many issues. The Bank of America, we fought them, everybody. That brother, if he's behind him, 
he knows Bernie Sanders is very serious, and he's very genuine about what. Yeah, he's I, 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 so I'm I aware of Larry Hame and a, a People's Organization mm-hmm. for Progress. Some of their yeah. members would call into uh, some of our early radio I, shows. I, so beautiful. I'm I worked aware with of them, personally worked with them for a couple of years when yeah. I was in Northern New Jersey. So, but I, listen, I, I, we got to get ready to get out of here. Uh, T- Tyson, did you have any final cause, uh, thoughts on this issue of prisoners voting and prison gerrymandering? Tyson, you there? Brother Tyson. Yes, I'm here, man. You yeah. know, my, my thoughts on the man is, um, is people just need need to get together, man, and focus on what it is that, that, that they really truly believe in their heart needs to be done, man, instead of, mm. instead of just spitting things and, exactly. And, and, exactly. and, you know, giving people the hope that things mm-hmm. are going to change, man, because mm-hmm. all, all we got is hope as people. As people yeah. in the community, we hope that what we hear is going to be the truth. You know, so and, and instead of these people just, just speaking on it, actually start having people go up there, march around, around the courthouses and things like that. Go up there and, and, and put affidavits in and, and things like that, or put paperwork in to actually push this progress, man. We, 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 we you could talk all you want, but actually yeah, put, exactly. paper, action, put some paperwork, action. put some paperwork. Motivation, action, you know? elevation, dedication. Sister uh, Khadijah, did you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts is prisoners are citizens, just like everybody else, and we they have the same amount of rights as we do. They're no different, so why can't they vote? They want to change the conditions they're complaining. Allow them to make the changes and see what results. They're just afraid that the system's going to be better if they vote it. So when it comes down to fighting for uh, ending legalized slavery, the 13th Amendment, which we fight for on the abolitionist radio station every week, we fight for all the different constitutions that pretty much set us up to to stay slaves. So what we have to do is recognize these laws for what it is, and try to go out there and, and speak on it and, and make some noise. Keep making noise until more people mm-hmm. in position can make those changes. Right. And become a part of the movement because this is a movement. It's just not a talk show. This is a movement that we're on right now. Amen to, to that. try to wake our people up to enlighten them mm-hmm. to the abolitionists and that prison slavery and slavery did not end, that it still exists. It's just a new form. It's the new Jim Crow, just in a different form. Right. They knew what they were doing. This is premeditated. Right. This was well thought out before the forefathers. Well, we're going to lose this. We're going to lose them as slaves. we got to release them. We have to come up with another plot of how we're going to do this. And they came up with the plot of mass incarceration, any man arrested or anything, shall and can be enslaved and forced for prison labor. All this was well thought out. You think that just happened? No, it didn't. That didn't just happen. It was premeditated. They yes, had sir. a well-written plan. And they had a beautiful plan because their plans worked very well for many years, Brother Scotty. 150, over 150 years we're into it. It, it, you it know. worked well. They yes. written that out. They took their time. They sat down. We have to release all these Negroes. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to maintain these Negroes? Right. We're going to have to come up with a new plan. And the new plan was the new Jim Crow. That mm. was their new plan. And it's worked well. Yeah. So, you know, and that, those are my thoughts. Yeah, my final thoughts tonight on the issue of prison, prisoners voting. Uh, first of all, I demand that their human rights be respected. 
um, and them treating a, in accordance to the Universal Human Rights Declaration. Then they're, they're humans first. Then they're American citizens. They should be respected as American citizens. Okay, you say they committed a crime, whatever. All right. The punishment, as a previous guest said, is the separation from the community. Now you're supposed to put them somewhere where they can be rehabilitated and get what they need. But that's not what happening. You're practicing slavery. So since you want to so practice, Scotty, it's not even about rehabilitating. I know. I know. I know that. I know. I know that. No, rehabilitating. Right. Right. We don't want to be put back in the same form. Rehabilitated to think in their slave mentality. Is we would call it dehabilitate. So but check it out. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. So you know, if you if you're one of these politicians or one of these voters out here or saying, "Oh, I don't want the Boston Marathon to have the right to vote," that's just propaganda. The majority of the people in prison are in there for nonviolent drug crimes. Cory Booker himself said that there are millions of people in prison who don't belong there. So if you don't want them to vote, then stop counting them in the census and taking their political power and putting exactly. it into communities that they don't come from. Stop giving those communities the resources based on the census and robbing the communities that they come from. And that's one of the reasons why people wind up in committing crimes. It's crimes of survival because you won't provide them with the resources that they need. So it's a mousetrap. It's a mousetrap. That money is going to a false place. Right. It don't even exist where it should be. What you just said should be going back to their communities, but the money is diverted into those counties and communities of where those prisons are housed. So... If a politician say this or that or the other, you're not supposed to believe them, but you're supposed to hold them accountable. So let's say Bernie Sanders wins. Okay, that very yeah. next day, okay, Bernie Sanders, what are you going to do to, we understand that you only got power over the federal government, so are you yeah. going to issue yeah. an executive order that says all mm-hmm. prisoners will get absentee ballots in federal prisons yeah. and allow them to vote? But again, we the people, we yeah. the people have to set the tone and force them yeah. to abide by our will instead of it being the yeah, other way around. Exactly. So that's our show for but, tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry that... But, Scotty, uh, I'd like to share one more thing. I don't know if y'all know, I never shared with y'all. Do y'all know what my aspiration was to be a politician, but I ended up in prison? Do y'all? I don't know if y'all doing the Rich, Richard Nixon campaign, all those. I was actually in politics at one time. No, I didn't know my that. My life crossed a different path. I just wanted to share that with y'all. All and right. It's just, you know, it's just odd that we're doing what we're doing right now. It's all interconnected, so I, all interconnected. So... We will be, I do apologize, we weren't able uh, to get our guest, Rory Fleming, on. I'll try to get him on BTR News to to share some of what he found on this issue, Mm because this is an issue that just, you know, it needs long-term attention. It has Mm -hmm. to be solved, and people have to talk about those solutions. So with that said... We will be back on air next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Join us for another broadcast of New Abolitionist Radio right here on and the I Black Talk Radio Network. Brother Khadija, Brother Faison, and Brother Scotty, thank y'all very much. All right. Much. Peace and blessings to you all. One love. One love. One love. Land of the free and last, the home of the homeless. 
Too many die every day, and we really just want this freedom.